Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Become a healthier you five days a week. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Specialized nurses are so important to those living with an ostomy or having wound or continence issues, and they instruct you on how to care for your wound and adapt to those life changes after your surgery. My guest today is Mary Glockner. She's a certified ostomy and wound nurse specialist for 40 years. Welcome to the show, Mary. So first, let's talk about ostomy. People don't know exactly what that is. Tell us. Well, an ostomy is a surgically created opening uh, for various disease processes. Uh, a colostomy is an opening in the large intestine or the colon. Then we have ileostomy, and that's an opening in the small intestine or the ileum. And the third type of ostomy that we nurses work with are, is called a urostomy, and that's, in, that's for, for people with bladder cancer, and they wear a pouch for urine. So and in, my career, in my career, I've actually had some women with ovarian cancer and they end up with, with two ostomies. So they have a colostomy on the left and then a urostomy on the right. So they wear two pouches. Wow. Okay. So this is a life-changing thing. It's, it's something that many people dread, Mary. I mean, it really is. And, and people think of it as back in the day when we used to think of it as being something really smelly and nasty, but it's not anymore, is it? Tell us about what's going on in the world of ostomies and how you, as a specialized nurse, help people with that post-operative care. Well, things have changed quite a bit over my 40-year career. The um, pouches were not odor-proof. They were not made of odor-proof plastic back in the 1970s when I started in this field of ostomy nursing. And now uh, the pouches are all made of odor-proof plastic. Uh, The biggest concern I think that people have uh, facing ostomy surgery is fear. Uh, Am I going to smell? Am I going to be able to return to work? Am I going to be able to run, to golf, to swim? I think these are all normal concerns that people have. And as certified ostomy nurses, we help people realize you can live a very normal life with an ostomy. You can return to work. You can wear normal clothes. You can wear blue jeans. You can, um, you know, you can jog. You can swim. You can garden. Anything that you did before surgery that's important to you, you should be able to do after your surgery. And that's the biggest um, reason that we have certified ostomy nurses. Okay, so you said anything you can do, and, and, and what about sex? Because that would seem to be something that would be top of mind for many people that are undergoing ostomy surgery. Of course, it, it's, a, it's, a huge, it's a huge concern. Um, you know, can I date? Can I have sex? Uh, can I have a baby? And the answer for all those questions is yes. Um, you Uh, I did actually my master's thesis on uh, sexual adjustment of ostomy patients because I realized that that was such a big concern of my patients. And, of course, it's an adjustment, but uh, people can have normal sexual relations. Um, What I give to all my patients is a small, um, most of the patients wear a 10 to 12-inch drainable pouch throughout the day, and they drain their ostomy um, in the bathroom. What I give them um, when they leave the hospital is I give everybody a small, it's called a mini pouch, and it's about three inches. It's opaque, so you cannot see through it. And I tell them, you, these are the little pouches you can wear for swimming or for sex. And it's something you can 
uh, take off the larger pouch and put on the stoma cap or the the mini pouch for for an hour or so. Um, and and I think it makes people realize they don't have to wear this you know twelve inch drainable pouch when they're having sex. That's really great information for people and so important. Now tell us about being a certified ostomy nurse and what else you guys have to go through to be able to care for these kinds of patients. To become a, a certified ostomy nurse, we uh, we all have bachelor's degrees. Uh, that's the the um, minimum requirement. And then uh, we've all been a nurse for at least two years, Any some kind of uh, general nursing. And then we go to a specialized program. Uh, it's wound ostomy continence, um, and we learn um, have you know edu- special courses. For my training um, in ostomy, I actually went to MD Anderson um, Cancer Institute in Houston, Texas, and I was there for eight weeks. And then I came back and was the first ostomy nurse at University of Iowa uh, back in the 1970s. So then we take board exams. Um, it's a rigorous exam. Uh, we take one for each of the specialties that we um, are educated in. So there's an exam for wound, for ostomy, for uh, foot care, for for continence care. And so these rigorous board exams um, we take every five years. Wow. So it makes you really extra qualified. And, and what do you tell people when you're speaking with them and they're, and they're talking about how scared they are? And I know you've said you can do anything that you did before and there's just some adjustments that need to be made. But what do you tell them socially and emotionally about dealing with this change of life and how they can kind of figure out that it's just another factor? I think that the um, United Ostomy Association of America um, is is the uh, support group organization, um, and I we, we try as ostomy nurses we um, educate our patients on the importance of, of um, attending a support group, and we have had a support group in my area um, sponsored by my uh, Trinity Hospital, and it's been in existence for decades, and. We have meetings once a month, and people, um, whether they have an ileostomy, a colostomy, or a urostomy, uh, they go, and and that's where um, I think it's such important, it's so important to go, attend a support group and to talk to other people that have an ostomy and have gone back to work, that have traveled the world. We have, um, we have a couple people that travel all over the world, and they're in our support group, and I think when new people come and they see how good looking and how well dressed these people are and and that they can travel and they've all gone back to work. I think that just does a world of good um, to talk to other people that have had an ostomy and and are living living and doing great things with with an ostomy. Now there's some things you want them to do to prepare to get themselves, whether it's psychologically ready for this or, or you know, physiologically ready for this before they're going to get their ostomy? Uh, not really. I think um, I often, uh, I always ask my, my patients when I meet with them preoperatively, you know, would you like to talk to someone who has an ostomy before your surgery? And once in a while, people will say yes, and then I'll, I'll get them together in the coffee shop at the hospital and, and, um, and, you know, just so they, they can talk. And 
sometimes they actually want to see, you know, the the um, stoma or the ostomy, and and people um, are usually very comfortable, you know, showing someone that's going to have surgery um, their pouch or their ostomy, and um, but as far as physically, you know, physical, um, there's not really anything. Not really much to do. Any, no, n- nothing to do um, in preparation. And the, I think that's uh, so interesting, though, that you're saying that that you you say some people want to see it. And I imagine for children, and we're out of time now, Mary, but I certainly applaud all the great work that you're doing because that's such an important thing to be able to help people through. And, you know, you've cleared up a lot and that this is not such a stigma and they can go back to doing so many of the things that they were doing before. And if you missed any of the great information or if you want to share this show with a friend of yours, you can always go to Radio MD. D.com and listen anytime on demand or on the go. We're also on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and the free TuneIn Radio app. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well. <music>